0: blog talk radio good morning this is that's the founder of an empowered woman and we promote women and support women that are starting fixing and building their businesses by creating wonderful webinars seminars radio and tv shows and awesome live events and you know every week our More often than that, I'm constantly reading articles in the Inc. and Forbes and Success Magazine that I share through my social media that would be appropriate and advantageous to our community. And I thought, you know, I should just take a few minutes and talk about them, you know, verbally because some people really like to listen as opposed to read. And so that's what I'm doing is every Wednesday, I just created a Wednesday to Desiree today that I'll do Take a few minutes of your time to share something that may be of interest to you. Feel free to share, feel free to comment, and feel free to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and especially subscribe to us on YouTube, because we'll be doing more videos in the future. So today, there was an article in Inc. Magazine, um, and it was written by Eric Sherman. He was a contributor for Inc. Inc. Company, and the article is Nine Things Successful People Do When They Meet Someone. And you know, a lot of times, this may be something we know, it may be old news, but reminding yourself of some things over and over again can make all the difference in the world. Because I love networking. I meet, do a lot of networking, and we have programs for women that are under six figures that are just starting out, and a large program for women that are seven figures. So I would consider them successful. So these are things that I want to make sure I keep in mind to apply. So one of them is that whether it's at a, a luncheon, Networking event, grocery store, anywhere you need somebody, you can actually be able to feel comfortable engaging in conversation. But when you have an opportunity to create uh, an appointment and do something um, do some research ahead of time. You know, be able to look and find out persons, like just Google their name and see what they're doing, what they're up to. It will really help us your icebreaker to help you um, know what their interests are, know what to do, what not to do, and be able to, again, be able to feel that you have more in common. I remember that I invited a girlfriend a couple years ago to go to um, a women's shelter downtown to volunteer to make some meals. And on our ride there, she was telling me about this person, that person, and this person that was on their board of directors. And I asked her, How did you know that? And she said, Well, before I ever do anything or become involved in anything, I do some research. Not only on the company, but she researched the board of directors because she was thinking, Well, if she wanted to get involved in the organization, she knew whose company she'd be keeping. But also, if she was to meet any of those people, she'd have a conversation and know something about them, as well as that if came up in the conversation, she would just really know that information. So I didn't even think about doing any research or something like that, but she's a very successful woman, and I think that would be a good thing to do. So whoever it is, whether it's someone that's formal, informal, if you have the opportunity, do some research, find out what they're up to. Prepare for the context. So there's a difference between a blind date and the first discussion with a new supplier or a job interview. So just depends on what you're doing, but, you know, consider the context and realize that you're seeing – the person from only limited view. So if it a blind date? You know, you're looking to see if that person is the relationship candidate. Um, but try to expand that as much as you can. If it's a job interview, then you know that you're open to the job. Try to expand that again. See what else they're doing, what else they're involved in. Um, just prepare for the context of the conversation so that you are comfortable. Um, remember that nobody's comfortable, speaking of being comfortable. Um, usually, many times, uh, the other person is not comfortable. So by you... You know, appearing comfortable or realizing that it should really aid in your discomfort. And then once you forget about, once you think about that, you'll forget about your own, you know, discomfort. And then what helps with that is smiling. You know, when you meet the person, just really show up with a smile, right? That breaks the ice. It warms people up. It's kind of takes their attention from whatever else they're doing and brings on to you because they're attracted to their mag their smile, like a magnet. I know for men it may not be as comfortable as for women, but, you know, it's still very powerful. When you see two friends meet, they always smile when they see each other. So if you start off that way, kind of warm that person with feel like, oh, I know this person, and I can't wait to meet and spend some time with you. And then also, you know, look somebody in the eyes and give them that eye contact. Now, not necessarily as a psycho, but just make sure they know that you're there and you're intending to them, that you're not distracted and you are just giving them some natural, you're paying attention, especially now with all the little distractions of phones and my things, i.e. toys that you just want to make sure they know you got their attention. But you know, also, too, do some research because in different cultures, um, it may be acceptable or not acceptable. So that's the next thing is to offer culturally acceptable greeting. Again, if you're meeting someone from a foreign country, then look it up and see what's a cultural uh, greeting, whether it's a handshake, whether it's a bow. You know, there's a couple of incidents where the mortality um, were embarrassed because they um, greeted the other parties inappropriately. So you don't want to start off with a bad foot. So if you have any opportunity, again, to do some research, find out what would be acceptable if you have an advantage. And the next thing is take note of their surroundings for clues about them. So say you didn't have the opportunity to do any research prior to, and you're meeting them at their office or at um, their studios or maybe at their favorite restaurant. You know, it just gives you some information for icebreaker. So do you attend? Do you come here often? Or do you like this type of food? Or in their office you'll see pictures of their family or their sports. You know, again, all this information can really ease, bond, and, make, and create a more comfortable, warm, genuine environment. And then concentrate, you know, on the other person. Again, more importantly, again, turn your cell phone off or, your, you know, whatever trinkets you have on off so that whatever that time is, you can give them your undivided attention and less they know and you know you're expecting a specific call or you are working on something where both of you are accepting the call. But otherwise, give them that attention, you know, for a while. If you have to attend to your phone or your messages, excuse yourself for a moment. Just as if you would go to the restroom, say, could you excuse me for a moment? And go into the restroom or go into the hallway, whatever, and answer it. But don't necessarily do it in front of them. That's a really uh, bad impression. People, Everyone's time is valuable. And to many, it would be... Um, you're communicating that the time is not valuable and that you're not truly 100% zoned in, and um, it's to turn-off, so that way especially on dates, but also, you know, in other business meetings as well. And don't overstay your welcome. If you plan to meet somebody for a half an hour, then at least look at that half an hour and say, I know we've planned for a half an hour. Do you have time to stay longer? Does your appointment, does your schedule allow you to stay longer? You know, but just really honor people's time, and um if you you know, it's better for you to leave and want them to ask you to stay longer or to give more than to for them to be trying to think about how they're gonna get you out of their office or how they're gonna get you out of the meeting. So again, know in advance about the time you intend to stay so they can plan accordingly. Hey, let's meet for coffee, half an hour, hour or dinner or lunch, whatever. Just give them some parameters so they can book their next appointment thereafter without any conflict and rush as well as yourself and then when that time is up just ask somebody they you know their appointment again can they stay longer or shall we reschedule if you need to continue it later but acknowledge the time don't overstay you're welcome i hope these are little things that you can think about and um, i know again i know you probably have heard them all before but you never know so meanwhile Step up on your networking, you never know who you're going to meet. That person will be your next love, your next business partner, your great ally in a certain cause, or your great next to us customer. So be prepared, be comfortable, and be empowered. Hope you're having a great day. And until we start to speak again, stay empowered. This is Desiree from Empowered Women. Bye bye.